Hello, and welcome to the STC Fit Learning Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Jason Galea, and I'll be joined by Ben Scott. Thanks for joining us on our way to creating 1 million positive outcomes in personal training by 2030. The podcast is brought to you by STC Fit Learning's Coaches Collective, a premium business mentoring service for PTs who want to attract the clients they want, earn a higher income, and have a long, sustainable fitness career. If you enjoy the episode, please like, share, and subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcasting platform. A five-star review goes a long way to helping us reach more people just like you. Hope you enjoy the episode. We just stopped intros. <laughs> we're just like, ah, yeah. let's just start talking. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, same. we're just like, ah, we did it for a yeah. while, and then we're just like, why do we need this? Let's yeah. just let's just talk. Yeah, yeah. you've probably <laughs> Quick, quicker we can get into it, the quicker we can get someone on a hook. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. So, round two. Well, camera on already. Yeah, yeah, man. Always ah, on. Always man. on. Always ready. ready. Watch what you say. You never Is there know like what a comes thumbs up on. or something there or yeah. nothing. Just a red light <laughs> turns on. Sometimes oh, the best okay, shit right. happens when Tam's just on. Our our intro was us talking about intros while not doing an intro. That's some inception shit. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so we're back. We've changed positions. We've yeah. had some cinnamon scrolls. They're actually yeah. quite good. Heated nice. to perfection. Where'd you get that from? What was a shop called Lava and Fla- Flavor. Flavor? Flavor. Flavor and Flavor and Grace? Yes. yes. You four. Where is this? In Lavender? Yeah, their, their beef brisket. Oh, we went across the freeway. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Did we? Yeah, that's oh, why we, we got stuck in yeah. peak hour traffic. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah. it's probably a rookie. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, as soon as I was turning on, I was like, ah, fucked up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah. it was alright. It worked out well. It was, yeah. it was worth it. Was the coffee good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I miss Melbourne coffee. Mm. So much better. Wagga coffee just doesn't doesn't hit. Doesn't, the old, doesn't the old, hit uh, the same. Nest Cafe blend forty three. Yeah, that's that's essentially what it is. Maybe. <laughs> nah, it's not too bad. There's a few not too bad places. <laughs> Are you guys like coffee? Like have coffee machines at home? Mm-hmm. Level, are you gonna pods? say snobs or yeah, yeah, we're snobs. Pods, you're a snob, not me. You're a fucking coffee snob, too. Are you serious? <laughs> How do you have <laughs> this guy? <laughs> what do you have? Button, what, yeah. What's your has your what's your coffee routine? Yeah. What's the machine? What palette? What are you using? What's the machine called, bro? I don't fucking know. It's uh, Breville, both something. have a it's similar to uh, what you, you Breville, got Breville Barista, yeah, something. yeah. yeah. So it's got the, the grinder in built and the actual steam rock. Just black, man. I just like it long and black, yeah, long black and piping hot, yeah, yeah. It's a way to like your coffee and chicken your coffee. <laughs> Just to be um, who has a routine for coffee? Who has a coffee routine? What do you mean? No, so like a flavor, you know, like, like, like a go-to like machine. Like oh, it's a, that's all part of it. I'll go yeah. for like seventy dollars on special at Woolworths Bean. I don't care. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. just like I'll go out if it I want a nice me. coffee. I'll just go to a. Cafe. It's kind of disappointing to have a machine live, like that. I, li- yeah. I live with Woodge. Is it that good? Oh, like you can get good beans and yeah. use the machine yeah. to its capacity. Hey, let's try and get Padre, and then you don't have to go buy. Let's try and get Padre sponsorship. Yeah, cool. Yo, Padre. Padre coffee is really good. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> you can subscribe to a fortnightly automatic delivery to yeah. your house with delicious flavors. Yeah. Ranging from fruity to bitter to mm. nutty to a lot Why of cream. Why you me when you said nutty? Because well, you said long black, so there's nuts involved. Nuts, <laughs> nuts, long black. I'm that guy. I'm that guy. I was just expressing that there's more than just a yeah. bitter nutty. taste. Nutty? Dennis, you might like nuts. Yeah. <laughs> chicken ass nuts uh, and long black. Nuts. Yeah. nuts. Long blacks and chicken asses. Eating asses and long blacks. You're a caramel oh. man for yours, right? Yeah. 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 Like, it, like that nice foam at the top. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, smooth. Caramel during winter and then they like the fruity 
mango blueberry. Yeah, not not about that life. Especially as an iced yeah, fruity like fr- mango fr- blueberry. Fruity, fruity notes in the coffee, I, yeah. I don't really enjoy. You got. I think it's better cold. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. summertime yeah, over some ice. Like an, yeah, like an ice fruity. Like I could probably I could get with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cold drip or something. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I just make a espresso with ice in the cup. Um, works too. That works too. <laughs> <laughs> Telling you, the cold drip will change your life. You'll You're very be, decisive. You'll have it and you'll just be like, oh yeah. God, you'll be on. You'll be yeah, shaking. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, it's the next level. Yeah. It's good. You were very decisive about the no fruit notes. Why is that? Don't like it. Just, yeah. I like my it's coffee like, yeah. a certain yeah. way. Black. That's it. Black okay, and yeah. smooth. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Black and smooth. Black and smooth. <laughs> a little bit of sweetness at the end of it. <laughs> All right, the passenger in the car is probably going, all right, boys. <laughs> <laughs> we get it. Yeah. <laughs> we, we can't really have 45 minutes of sexual innuendo. I'm, sure. I'm sure we can, but... Uh, yeah. yeah. First question. Here we go. Is CrossFit coming back to its... Is it coming back what year to the was, glory days? What year was that? The glory days of... 2012? Susie Muffin Top 2010? Snatches. Do you reckon it was 2010? The glo- like, no, it was when... About, when we yeah. started, so twelve thirteen, is yeah, it coming back? Is it going to reach that level again? Are we going to have In physios being <sighs> the physios' children being put through university nah. via CrossFit? Nah, because of I don't think so. Health club PTs getting Susie Muffin tops <laughs> to <laughs> snatch and clean. <laughs> I hope not. It's it's developed a lot over the last. I'm going to say five to eight years compared mm. to where it was like at the start it was just a cool day go do your day course it cost you like 500 bucks back then or whatever it was and now you're qualified to go and teach you know a 50 year old man or woman to snatch and burpee as fast as possible what to could go throw wrong? up what could go sounds wrong? like our yeah. afternoon to be yeah. honest yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but now I think the caliber of coach is a lot better and the, and I think of course it copped so much slack at the start. Everyone's a little bit more wary of how they'd now approach things. Again, not everyone. We can't sort of blanket say everyone's doing the best thing or the right thing possible. Um, there's still those real like fanatic people who are like, just do anything and everything all day long and you'll be fine. Yeah. Some people that works, some people that doesn't and that's just the experience that you may have as a coach to be able to identify that on the floor and that is there now though because that wasn't there back in the day because everyone was new mm. whereas most of those mm. guys that started you know 10 years ago and got their qualification they still own gyms so they've now got 10 years of experience yeah. and they've mm. made all those mistakes should those mistakes have happened they could have been potentially avoided um, but they were also potentially important for that that growth of the sport do you know what I find really strange mm. so I read the CrossFit level one manual back in the day. Mm. And it was like gymnastics one day, endurance another day, like ollie lifting another day, maybe one wad a week. Yeah. No one did it. No No one. It's like, and then everyone was like, oh, CrossFit shit. It's like, no, the coaches shit. The actual model isn't too bad. Yeah, I don't know what happened, but it's it was just that mentality that got built around you have to leave the gym every day feeling like you've been hit by a truck. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. that and that's it. And if you if you don't feel like that, you didn't work hard enough. Yeah. And that just builds a really bad relationship with training. I was there. I was like, I gotta smash myself every day. Mm. And and then you just start hating it. You're like, Why am I fucking doing this? I'm, yeah. I'm fatigued all the time, I'm tired, I feel like shit. And it doesn't have to be that way. So. I heard some stats about people like comparing the impact over a week versus an NFL player mm. and it was similar. Yeah. 
It's like fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck. yeah. Well, yeah. Including game day. Yeah. That kind of oh, attests yeah. though to uh, the robustness of humans in the sense of yeah, um, they didn't die. They didn't die. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's that's kind of one thing that's opened my eyes up to. I think we were chatting about it yesterday. Is it's like we, we have a lot of people have a very fragility mindset around movement, exercise, and human uh, ability. Whereas yeah. I think if you go and watch a CrossFit class, if you're that person, one, you'll probably be sitting there, like, but it'll also open your eyes up to mm. that, that they're okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. okay. You know, they can handle it. Um, does it need to be that? No, probably not. Yeah. It's interesting. Like even like I'm a big fan of watching the games, mm. like tune in every year, watch almost except for like when they have to fucking run for three hours or something. I don't watch Yeah, those. like the marathon row, you're like, I'm strapping in for this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> said no one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the progression even in that, in terms of execution, mm. seemingly has improved it's getting a better. lot over that yeah. time frame as well. Yeah, it's definitely getting better. There's some things that I'm just like, come on, why? Like, do we have to keep adding in and creating these new movements? I don't think it's necessary. Like, yeah. Like freestanding handstand push-ups. That was pretty embarrassing to watch. It's like someone tunes into ESPN and like, what's this CrossFit thing? What do you mean? These are the best athletes in the world and they can't do one rep? What's going yeah. on there? You know? Yeah. And it's like there there is that what are they actually testing? Yeah. Because they try and say they're fittest on earth. The definition doesn't really equate to the same if we actually pull apart the definition of fitness, but again, mm. that's just what it's become. It's such an American thing though. Yeah. It's like I think there's a reason behind baseball being the World Series, because it was something was called that, so it flowed in. Yeah. But like the NFL the champions, champions are the world champions and the basketball cha- are the world champions. Yeah. Like, Sounds better. No one else fucking played, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're your own competition. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not world championship. Anyway, uh, it's very American, I think, in yeah. that way of thinking, mm. um, which is a shame because I that like watching the games and it's like our, they always talk about like our elite athletes and the fittest on earth and shit. It's like, are you though? Yeah, yeah, hey look I made this in a post once it's like the people at the top that are winning they might not even be the fittest we don't Mm. know if we if we pull apart fitness in in the sense of what it actually really means yeah it's like we have fitness qualities and whether that's you know strength speed power resting heart rate heart rate variability all that kind of stuff that is they are fitness qualities right and it's like conditioning is how we actually use those qualities within a certain execution being sport whatever that might be so it's like "Mm, are they the most conditioned for that environment that's Probably a better term, but it sounds like shit, right? So, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, the yeah. other one. The most conditioned on earth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not as well. I just think of like good. someone being like super shredded on like a bodybuilding stage. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This guy's conditioned, man. <laughs> <laughs> of course, he's the most conditioned guy on earth. <laughs> it's Mr. Olympia. <laughs> um, so, what got you into CrossFit initially? Um, I think where I sort of began or started from it because like before i was a pdi in the army i spent a fair bit of time in the infantry and i guess my training was just something you'd kind of relate to as like super gpp Mm. it was just like dumb like (laughs) (laughs) just just dumb like let's just do the hardest thing you can do for this day and go hard balls to the wall every day type thing Uh, and i kind of got to a point where i'm like cool i'm pretty fit i'm relatively strong but i'm kind of bored of this and then i saw that saw CrossFit and I was like that kind of fits that kind of like fits what I'm doing that's kind of cool and then it it just stemmed from there Um, and I guess the progression away from that now is just I don't have the time to compete it's like if I was going to compete I 
kind of want to hold myself to a standard of where I'd want to be and I can't be at that standard. So I still love it. I still coach it, but I also really love strength, other strength sports and, and other um, physical feats that yeah. are strength or concurrent, um, concurrent goal based yeah. essentially. So yeah, Ben Scott, July, 2022, concurrent's <laughs> going to be the next thing. It's coming. Yeah, it's coming. I hope so. I'm going to just make it true for myself in my <laughs> little echo chamber. Even yeah, if it's yeah, not. Yeah. Start attracting all these Yeah, I'll just start hanging out with people who are like, yeah, just, I fucking told it's you. It's just not a sexy word though. That's the concurrent, thing. Concurrent. The yeah. issue is. You've got to come. We'll make up there, your own. There needs to be a new word. Yeah. 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 Make it up. Crosslifting. That's what I'm... The crosslift yeah. is cool. So <laughs> Yeah, like power building. Yeah, it's yeah. a bit of everything. Yeah. I still use machines. I use barbells. I still do all the other weird machines. stuff. Machines? How dare you? Yeah, seriously. It's so much fun. You're the I like, like that term. Like, oh, yeah, I've, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The power builder is. I'm, I'm tinkering with that name. Do you Do think it's it. good? Do you yeah. like it? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, love it. Interesting. Mm. You don't power build. You just body build. Yeah. You say. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Like you don't touch barbell. Uh will if I need to. Need to. Today. But I don't. I don't squat bench and deadlift. Both rack rows. I, I, I went through I, that I, stage where I squat bench and deadlift. Got a good foundation of strength, and then I just deviated from it because yeah. I didn't need it anymore. Mm. So you built your foundation on the barbells. Oh yeah, yeah, and well, you got well, it. Well, yeah, I th- yeah. yeah, I think you still need to. I think because mm-hmm. it it's there's nothing better to challenge your control of your body in space than a free weighted movement, right? Mm-hmm. And then to uh, accumulate strength on top of that, it's like that'll carry over to everything. Mm-hmm. Mm. So then, yeah. yeah, it's probably why bodybuilders make good CrossFitters. They do. They, uh, they most some. I can't yeah. say all well, even it's like, the, you know. Yeah, well, sorry. The likelihood <laughs> to cross over to other other uh, barbell crafts, we'll call them, because yeah. they're not sports. Yeah. It's um, like powerlifting and uh, crossfit is because they the mastery of the movement is what makes bodybuilding. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, it I comes think from that foundation as well. To, to put more context to the, the bodybuilder, I'm not going to say like the elite bodybuilder. Probably, yeah. probably not. But someone who's been around bodybuilding and, and pretty, I'm not going to say novice, but that intermediate area, mm. they usually come across and they make pretty phenomenal athletes just because of one, the, the capacity is there from, you know, actually applying levels of intensity to certain movements. Uh, they have a huge potential for strength because they have large size muscles yeah. usually, right? Um, and then just the other things is just working out the little kinks of, cool, can they get into certain positions? That usually comes if they've trained um, quite variably in the gym, yeah. I'm going to say. Like if they just mm. stuck to, you know, the same movements the whole time, yeah. didn't actually explore training through different ranges, um, that might be a little bit more difficult, but they usually come across and make a pretty good transition. And, and working on the conditioning side of things is usually a little bit easier than the strength gain side of things. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Even characteristically, I guess, like just what it takes to bodybuild, it's like so regimented. Yeah. So yeah. It's like yeah. take that and mentality and just channel it anywhere. And it's that's the other thing as well is like bodybuilders, they have fucking intensity. Like yeah, they yeah. can actually come in and, and push to a really high intensity. Whereas a lot of people, again, I'm speaking anecdotally, mm. but just from what I've seen, a lot of people come in to CrossFit thinking they work hard. Because they got to sweat, it yeah. kind of hurt a little bit. But there is still that that there's still that difference where you're like, I'm working hard right now, but then there's like, I'm really working hard. This is quite painful. Yeah, it's like the yellow tape and the red tape. It's yeah, like the yellow tape's like, yeah, there's a little bit of burn. The red tape's like, you're about uh, to die. Yeah, that's that's, that's exactly <laughs> yeah. it. And it's like a lot of people think they're working hard, but they don't actually go to that next point. And that's kind of where most people go wrong because they'll spend six days a week on that yellow line. Yeah, so to speak. And it's mm-hmm. like, cool, you could probably spend 
one day of that week on that red line and really make mm. a change and then maybe have a couple little yellow lines spread out. Yeah. Just working off that analogy. Yeah. So how about for yourself, Dennis? Like obviously power building, but defense has its standards that you have to meet. Would you find... <laughs> maybe they're not as high not laugh so publicly about that <laughs> can you change direction <laughs> yeah I'm curious how much of how much do you have to do in movement variability to be able to continue to do your job well so f- uh, me yeah not not the recruit not the soldier for yourself yeah um a bit more which is why I like the power building aspect of things. More than the average and, and, and which, powerlifter, right? Right, yeah. absolutely. It's like the reason I've already accepted I'm not going to be a the best powerlifter in the world because I need to maintain this degree of yeah. uh, athleticism. I'd like to call it athleticism, you know mm. what I mean? There's, there's different degrees of, of ability they need to have in terms of conditioning and capacities and be able to run, be able to climb, be able to scale, be able to pull myself up, hold, hold certain positions, do 50 push-ups in a row, you know what I mean? Um so definitely, like f- for me, I, I definitely have to sprinkle in a little bit of this wait, little wait, bit of that on top of 50? my training, oh, at least. You know what I mean? We're gonna test that later. Fifty yeah. push-ups in a row. Oh, what would you do? In a row. <laughs> you know what I mean? How many yeah. did you get at the box? I did thirty clap push-ups in a row. It? No, but I think I, it, it, it goes the party trick. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> we're not doing that. Even though. even beyond like <laughs> even beyond like trying to maintain a suitability for the job that I have, I think just the just the, the health benefits of training yeah. in this way. Mm. You know, yeah, yeah. It's my only regret of powerlifting is that I didn't do more other shit because I just became useless at everything. Mm. But at the time, I didn't care. I was just like, I don't care. I just want to be as strong as I can be. And <clears> doing that takes away from this in my head. Looking mm. back at it, I think, and seeing the results I'm getting now with people pursuing that goal that are doing a little bit, yeah, it's like, oh, maybe I. Yeah, been it's, a bit better. it's possible. And you always have that argument of like the interference effect. And it's like, mm, does it exist? Does it not exist? I think it's more of like a fatigue and time thing. Mm. You only yeah. have so many hours yeah. in a week. You can only yeah. recover from so much. So it's really about how it's dosed across the week, across the cycle, across the year, whatever that might be. So that's probably where it becomes more important in the sense of how it's actually structured. That's why I don't have big calves. I didn't train them. They were too taxing. Nah, we came up. We figured that out last night. What was <laughs> yeah. that? What was I was that? never right, overweight. We weren't, <laughs> we weren't overweight. Yeah. Yeah. Children. Yeah. yeah, didn't spend 13 I years. Grew up that. chronically <laughs> underweight. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Thanks, mum and dad. Yeah, yeah. Future kid, you're definitely getting a weight vest for your second. <laughs> <laughs> so, when it comes to a needs analysis for. Mm. Someone who has concurrent goals. Yep. Do you have categories specifically, whether it's CrossFit specific or just general concurrent yeah, goals? It, how do you approach looking at that person to assess them? It always comes at me- meeting them where they're at. That's mm. that's usually the thing. A lot of people will be like, oh, this is the goal. I'm going to work backwards. And it's like mm, the goal is very important, but where are they at? What do they actually mm. need to work on? How do you figure that out? Um, and, and then it's, you can't, I don't think you can jump into it as quickly. So I usually spend, if I'm saying, talking how I'm going to program for someone, there's a solid block of, I'm just figuring this person out in the sense of mm-hmm. what they can handle mm-hmm. because of the whole interference and recovery aspect of things. I can't really push everything that I believe they need on them at once because mm-hmm. um, it could just put them on the back foot straight off the bat. So yeah. we're obviously looking at like potential strength markers, uh, recoverability is a big one. Um, and then looking at any type of energetic limitations, whether it's... um 
we can break those down to a few different categories being like, is it respiratory limitations, like cardiac limitations? Are there limitations at the muscle themselves? So do, do they actually have the potential or a higher potential to utilize mm. that muscle group in what they're trying to do? Yeah. Um, and then we can also look at movement capacity or um, like movement in general, like can they actually do what they need to do? Like what's yeah. their movement like? So there's a few different things I'll look at and those are probably the main ones. Um, yeah. But it's all brought back from the goal. I think, and it's the same with strength coaching and it'd be the same with bodybuilding mm. as well. There's something that I think is exacerbated in this concurrent model is skill. Mm. It's like being good or shit at something has such a different impact on the fatigue element of that exercise. Like, uh, <laughs> yep, funny story. So, um, when I first started with my current coach, I had mm. overhead slams in my program. Mm-hmm. Did them in the front yard on the grass, but whatever. Haven't done them for ages. Been going to the gym. Did a home session the other week. And like a dead-ish ball, like the big brown one that they use at the games and shit. Like I remember grabbing that thing from my hip, <laughs> ripping it up over my head and slamming yeah. it. And the first slam, I missed my nose by a fucking yeah. inch. And I was like, whoa. Yep. And then the thought of that was like, okay, so if I'm producing that much more power, is this exercise now more fatiguing or less fatiguing? Because mm. I can actually access it. Mm. Whereas before I could probably just do it all day, but now I've actually got access to this expression. It's like, fuck, okay. So that's another thing that you need to think about when yeah. you're programming for someone. Yeah, and that, that definitely comes down to that person's archetype of what they've done prior. So, so how they're going to actually be able to express force and how they're actually going to be able to use energy because we can go kind of nuanced here. Do we want to deep dive a little Why bit? Uh, cool. So <laughs> uh, we can look at movement is probably the most important thing if we're going to a CrossFit sense um, when it comes to movement ability, movement capacity. It is the underlying basis of everything. If you cannot do the skills mm. to a decent standard, you should not be applying them in a workout because yeah. you're literally going to dampen the effect energetically that you're trying to get from that workout or that conditioning piece or whatever it might be. So with what you're saying, we can look at what is that person limited in? And you can do a couple of different tests to figure this out and usually looking at where they've come from in their prior sport, like with yourself at powerlifting, you're, you're probably quite powerful. You're probably very good at using the muscles you have and utilizing the energy at the working muscle. But we can look at a few other things. I'd, I'd probably say you'd be really good at doing a set of, of 10 or five slam balls on their own, but let's throw you on an assault bike beforehand. Now get off and do those slam balls. It's yeah. probably going to be a little bit harder, yeah. right? Because we have now caused a different thing to happen in the system. And we can look at that from a sense of, What's going on in the lungs? What's going on at the heart? What's going yeah. on at the muscle? On its own, you are really damn good at utilizing oxygen as an energy source at the working muscle. Yeah. But prior to that, if we now get your heart and lungs involved, we're messing up the delivery of that oxygen to that working muscle and now you don't actually have it there to use. Yeah, So Yeah. So that's kind of how I break it down and it's not saying that we can look at the three energy systems of lactic, alactic and aerobic. They're all there but they all work together. Mm. And the underlying thing that all of them need at the end of the day is oxygen. And if we don't have a constant supply of oxygen throughout, you're not actually going to be able to express what you're trying to express. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's fascinating. You can go a little bit deep down that. And with the slam balls, for instance, is that a, a skill component that you've brought on because you've done them and it's like, now I'm all over it? Or is it a, have you actually made a, a physical fitness or, 
energetic adaptation or strength adaptation there and that's kind of the hard thing to determine yeah i think there's looking across my training there's definitely an improvement in my ability to produce speed Mm. Yep. do things at speed so to throw a ball to if <laughs> I remember that boxing video I recorded I in lockdown literally just smiled <laughs> thinking about it <laughs> yeah threw some punches did a weave <laughs> put it on Instagram and Jace was fucking killing himself Tears. but like so the video from last week mm. I haven't put the gloves on since yeah and it was like okay I can actually let my hands go a little bit nothing like I did back in the day vicious vicious oh, hands oh. Watch out, that bag was in trouble. <laughs> but yeah, just interesting seeing ball, like particularly in the throwing mm. is where I would express it the most, mm-hmm. where it's like, wow, my ability to make that thing move with velocity mm-hmm. has changed dramatically. Yeah. But yeah. I also notice my, because I was so strong at the start, we didn't really focus on that. So strong tickets. Um, <laughs> yeah. Didn't really, didn't really focus on that, but that's dropped it feels strange to get under a barbell and go, fuck, that feels hard. Yeah. And, and that's the biggest thing. It's like for the goal, how strong? Mm. That's that's always the question. It's like how, like strength is underlying key to most, at least concurrent goals I work with, but how strong do they actually need to be? Yeah. So it's like, do they need to be working on a barbell this many times a week? Because that's going to probably have a huge effect to how they're going to move. Mm. Yeah. And, and same with yourself. It's like, how strong do you really need to be to meet your goals? Mm. Because... You're already quite strong as it is just from your background. So we can kind of leave that there in the back pocket a little bit (laughs) while we actually bias your limitations over here. So (laughs) so it's like if your limitations are here, we still want to touch the strength stuff, but we just want to touch enough so it's still there if you need to pull it out. And then it's like we bias what you need to bias and work on while still training the full system. Yeah. Where's the ceiling for that? In in what what sense? For strength. So like... How do you know Ben's strong enough to meet the demands of all these other things that he has to do? Or so, accessing it when you want to, like you just said. Yeah, so it'll depend on his underlying goal, right? Yeah. So, if we're saying last night your your goal was six times body weight total, yeah. how far are you off that to begin with? Yeah. And how far are you off all the other stuff as well? Yeah. And it's like, cool, if my strength is up here, the other stuff's here, well, we got to bring the floor to the ceiling, yeah. right? So, we've got to bring the floor up bring the floor up to at least a decent standard and then we might raise the ceiling again and then we'll kind of just yep. keep going like so, bringing the floor if, to the ceiling each time. Um, in a competitive CrossFit setting, mm-hmm. um, where's that... Ce- like, wh- what's the context for that if, say, Ben wanted to do CrossFit What's strong enough? Yeah, what's strong enough? <laughs> That's a... Yeah, that has gone and pretty much exploded over the last sort of three, yeah. four years. It used to be like a pretty obtainable number. Yeah. Now it's it's, it's pretty it's pretty hard. Yeah. Um, like if you want numbers like the average male to be at an elite level needs to be able to snatch 120 needs to be able to clean 160 you know 250 deadlift 200 back squat 100 kilo strict press while maintaining you know a sub five minute mile i can do one of those yeah so it's 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 getting to a point where it's like yeah okay cool you need to be again i'm not going to say genetics 100 percent play a part there are still workhorses and i think genetics can be used as an excuse or it can build a poor mindset around actually trying to obtain a goal um but it does play a part for those one percenters so it's sorry no no you're good it's funny though like it's weird how we say that and within fitness in particular because it's like an attainable outcome that everyone goes to the gym and becomes Mm. a thing not everyone's fucking six foot five and can play in the nba yeah it's like you can still go play basketball with your friends and get better and 
Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's weird how in the fitness industry, it's so determined by like, oh, well, if I can't do it at the national, international yeah. level, then I'm no good. It's like, well, you're fucking better than you were last And week. we had this discussion about genetics um, the other day because it popped up and I used to be big on like, oh, I don't have the, you know, I used that fucking excuse and that's all it was. It was just an excuse because I was being a bitch. Like, do you being, reckon it is? But yeah, I, I think it's an excuse because it's like, at the end of the day, do you know? So so let's say LeBron James, right? He picked up a basketball at nine years old and didn't stop playing. What if he didn't pick up that basketball? Yeah. Would, he, would he still be the best basketball player of all time? Yeah, of course. You know, yeah, you cool. He'd still be quite yeah. athletic. He'd still be able to do certain things, but you don't know. Whereas if you're sitting around going, oh, I don't have the genetics, well, you're never going to know. And yeah, yeah maybe you're not going to be up here, mm. but you can still get I, pretty damn close. Yeah. It's I agree. Top end genetics. I agree yeah. people don't pursue the cap on their genetics mm. enough. Yeah. Um, but I think yeah. all just as many people look at other people and think if I just do what they do, I'll have what they have. That is a big thing in CrossFit. There's a lot of naivety around. Ah, oh, you know, they're just they're just training this many times a day. They're eating the right food. Creatine. You know, they're they're taking creatine. <laughs> plus, they're plus. paleo. <laughs> like I was like, motherfucker, they're on so much gear. Like I got banned. Are though. you serious? Clean. Like the testing is a joke. Yeah. Like, yeah. but people are just like, nah, they're natty. So like, yeah, they're I, not. Like, I was holding back on whether or not we could have that. Conversation. Nah, let's fucking send yeah, it. I'm, so I'm all about it. <laughs> I want to know: Was Gerard a just a little? What's the word I'm looking for? Not Ponzi. Scapegoat. I reckon he was scapegoat for yeah, sure. Scapegoat. Yeah, they like got to show that they're testing. Or the- was he dumb enough to fail the test? Which is what like Broderick Chavez <laughs> and that talk about. Yeah, potentially, um, probably both. Probably both. Um, so. I don't know if you guys know much about how CrossFit actually tests their athletes. So here's the issue with it is it's like most other, let's take the Olympics, a few other international sports like weightlifting, they go through WADA, right? So WADA goes and does the testing and everything for WADA when they get the results is released publicly where CrossFit is a business. So they third party test and then the third party sends CrossFit the results. CrossFit go, who am I going to release? Yeah, Yeah. apparently it's it's your, your biggest moneymaker who drives the most ticket sales, brings the most views, yeah. test positive. You're cancel them. You're probably going to be like, Shredder. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, hey, mate, so, just letting you know. And again, uh, that's not saying that they're all on stuff. I can't, yeah. I can't say that. They're, yeah. And they're not, that they're not phenomenal athletes because they are. They work yeah. damn hard. Mm. Um, but I think just going around saying they're all natural is is just a reality that you can't sort of hide or, yeah. turn, or turn away look, from. They don't look it. Yeah. let alone how they perform. Yeah. Those yeah. numbers you threw out just before, yeah, it's like what you'd have to do to get that Yeah, and then see what they look like and see how they train. It's like, yeah. And there's so much like hate in the community. If like, you know, I don't really care if I, I say this and then everyone be like, oh, he's a fucking role. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He's just making those claims because he didn't get there and whatever. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, cool. But I'm, I'm also realistic. Like, it is what, do I care? No. No. But just let it happen. Do what strong man does. Strong yeah. man, just like so let's okay. We want to test, you know, the highest caliber of human. Let's just sweet. Let's put it. Yeah. Let's make it an even playing field. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and then it's like I, you, I love. You know, it. I think it's fucking awesome. The devil yeah. one because it's mad to watch. Yeah, yeah, it's entertaining as fuck. I want to see people do shit that I could never fathom doing. Yeah, and it's like you think say like the you know there's whatever twenty people at the CrossFit Games and then the bottom five get popped for for um illicit substances or PEDs. Five people at that level on PEDs, but the 15 above them yeah. are natural. They're not, yeah. That equation and itself the, doesn't make sense. And the 80 under them. Yeah. Like that, that, that equation yeah. itself is just like, eh. It's like 
there's no natural guys stepping on the Olympia stage, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, nah. It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. 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 So that's probably my perspective on the PEDs within the sport. If I could, I would. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> if I could, I would. Yeah. 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 Hands down. Sure. Mm. So the other thing <laughs> that I'm very curious about in this like concurrent kind of space, mm. working in every all of our sort of worlds, right? Hey guys, hope you are enjoying this week's episode. If you are, please remember to like, share and subscribe. Don't forget to head to the website where we have all our free resources, gifts, products, services and merch for you guys to enjoy. All right, let's head back to the episode. Me who's like, yep, I want to actually tick some boxes that would kind of maybe say CrossFit-esque. Yeah. Jason wants to be good at golf. Mm-hmm. You have work commitments and are an international powerlifter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't dare air quite. Don't. <laughs> 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 the elements of being good at being a human that come with concurrent training. Mm-hmm. I'm very interested in. So adaptations to different things. Mm-hmm. Building strength, building muscle, mm-hmm. particularly building muscle, I would say takes a longest period of time out of those adaptations versus... So if we look at strength, hypertrophy, speed, Mm -hmm. power, endurance, if we could order those in speed of adaptation. Oh, man. It's so dependent of where that person's at. But um, I could say the the next slowest behind um, strength that also probably gets a, a blind eye turned to the most, and that is just pure aerobic training. Yeah. Because you need to do a shit ton of it to create an adaptation for it. It's like, why are marathon runners so damn, why do they have such a high aerobic capacity? They run like freaking stupid amounts of hours a week and they work that system so much. And that's probably for a concurrent athlete, I think is the the most, one of the most important apart from strength, because that alone is going to dictate how fast you recover that Mm, system alone, because that system controls your recovery, right? It's like, yeah, cool. We've got our aerobic, got our lactic lactic, but those two need this, they need the aerobic system to replenish, recover, start again. So underlying aerobic training is probably the biggest one that a lot of people miss because it's fucking boring. Like <laughs> it sucks. Like it's yeah. it's long. Like you can and that's the thing, you can make it interesting. And that's where I love concurrent training is it's like you don't have to work off this model of we're gonna test your your mile or let's do a bronco or whatever it might be and we're just going to program you know some longer running sessions off that and we're just going to you know rinse and repeat that week after week after week it's like we just need work capacity Mm. so we can work in any way you want it's like let's just find some movements that you can repeat that are fun that you enjoy and let's do those with some assault bikes some rowers whatever it might be in a 30 minute block and we'll just keep some continuous movement can you keep moving like comfortably through this to an extent but it doesn't have to be boring yeah it doesn't have to be the the stock standard oh, i'm just going to go for a run yep. you know and and again that running might not necessarily be important like, is that part of the goal you don't need to run mm. you know you can you don't need to mm. but the aerobic system is definitely king behind strength is yeah. it the frequency the duration or a combination of both that is best combination for- of both yeah yeah 100 um but that's yeah and that's probably especially for crossfit as you see is they're so used to doing this like five minute workout 10 minute workout because it's heavy it's fast it's yeah. it's entertaining to watch but they're ultimately going to suffer if you completely negate the aerobic yeah. the aerobic training <clears throat> aerobic system so yeah that's probably i'd say one of the slowest behind strength yeah. just because of the duration it takes and 
how little time people put into it. Is it from the theoretically least fatiguing, easiest to recover from as well? To an extent. Mm. So it's depending like if you're obviously pounding the pavement and stuff. That, yeah. So so there's a couple of different ways we can look at it. It's like if I was to do some aerobic training with let's let's say Jace, for instance, um, I'd probably get you on some type of low impact cardio to start with. Because it's like well, if we put you out <laughs> on the pavement and run, you have such strong muscle contractions from how you've trained. What's ultimately going to happen, and this is, again, an assumption just from what I know and what I've seen, your muscles and your legs are going to be working really hard. They're going to be contracting really hard. And we go through a process of um, muscle compression, um, venous, sorry, vasoconstriction. Uh, wow, I'm lost, sorry. Muscle compression. Then there's venous occlusion and arterial occlusion. And that's basically cutting off fresh fresh blood with oxygen yeah. to that working muscle. <coughs> compression. <laughs> yeah, muscle yeah, muscle compression is the starting thing. And it's like you could go to that whole running session feeling like you're working comfortably, aerobically. You wake up the next day and you're like, My legs are jacked. Mm, and that's crazy. because you literally hear just, that too much. You literally just ran for twenty minutes with your lower limbs in a hypoxic state. Yeah. Right? So you did not aerobically train those muscles. And it's like, yeah. if you're not so good at running at the same time to layer that on yeah. top of that, yeah, yeah. you're not so, so good at it. That's you, not a voluntary thing, right? No. It just, that's just the adaptations there. That's there. For now. Yeah. yeah. And that's how they're going to respond based yeah. off Exactly history. right. It's, yep. the, it's yeah. the powerlifter being puffed after 10 push-ups. So, yeah. so, so, so in essence, it's like me. we always talk about strength being the king. We, you know, the robot tree, we like the oak, the root, strength, boom, boom, boom. But in actual fact, it's like the more they have these conversations, the more they realize that actually the aerobic system mm is the king it's yeah. like that's going to be it's like yeah. that's going to be the fundamental thing that we build strength upon mm. do you know what i mean and, so and all that is it's just because you have super strong legs you've trained them to contract hard because you know you're trying to you know recruit most mechanical tension as possible mm. to to hypertrophy your muscle right and it's like if you're out running what's what's trying to get our heart so our cardiac system is trying to push blood to certain areas so it can continue to work yeah right and what's happening here is those muscles are contracting so hard we're now creating a bit of a blockage and your yeah. heart is not strong enough to push through that blockage. So mm. it's just going to be in that fatigue state the it's whole like time. blood flow restriction that's, training. That's essentially Almost, what yeah. you're doing when you're running, potentially. So my legs can get bigger From if running. I run. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Don't test that theory. <laughs> yeah. um, you can stretch them. And they will. Let's, let's yeah. go. What was the question? Sorry, I think I went on a bit of a segue there. Uh, speed of adaptions from different... Yeah. Yeah, different so... And, or different skills. Yeah, and you were saying it was strength, aerobics... Yeah, I'd say a strength aerobic system, and then the other stuff is is all really going to be dependent on these two. Yeah, the other thing yeah. is going to be dependent on how much you dose them effectively. Yep. You know, I mean, through through your concurrent training plan. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, because I'm starting to look at things like post powerlifting comp mm. training blocks. Mm-hmm. It's like starting to put in movement, power, speed expression. Yeah, more endurance work to kind of I always went movement variability Mm -hmm. which naturally built volume shortened rest periods so there was a little bit more conditioning element to the training but now I'm like well what if Dennis just actually rotated for six weeks after his comp Mm -hmm. would he be in a better position come the next comp even though he doesn't need to rotate in competition but he'll be better at doing a person Mm. Like over an extended period of time. And then yep. we spoke to um, <clears throat> Carl, one of the guys that we work with in the, mm-hmm. and he was saying like that expression of speed t- can have carryover because of the force production needed into strength as well. 
do they work in a positive um, kind of circumstance? So it's for me now, it's like, okay, well, how long do we actually need to expose Dennis to that mm. post-comp to get out of it as soon as we can to go back to building strength and muscle? Yeah, it's a, it's a really hard thing to say because it's or a hard thing to answer because, you know, if, if he hasn't really done, let's say, any plyometric training beforehand mm. and he's mm. straight out of, a, out of a powerlifting comp. Rip. <laughs> yeah, look, it might not be the best recipe right there. Just, yeah. you know, and that depends on the powerlifter. Maybe they're a super heavyweight, like not going to yeah. go to a box jump. No. <laughs> you know? Other than the direct carryover from speed to to absolute strength, we talked about the other things, the other qualities you mentioned there. It's like you know the ability to rotate, whatever else. Mm. Would that would that prepare me to become a better powerlifter in the next instance? Absolutely not. Mm. It's like the the aim at the next time that I compete powerlifting is become as stiff as possible, mm. become extended yeah. as possible. So it's like you know I can rotate to feel good. That's about that's about the only kind of utility that would have. Yeah. You know, you know, playing in the transverse plane post comp is to feel good, maybe feel a little bit less cranky in the shoulders and the hips and the ankles, perhaps. As soon as we're starting to near closer towards that competition, it's like pull that away. Don't even worry about that. Let's stiffen you up again. Yeah. Let's make you feel cranky. Let's get you strong. Yeah. And that you know? that's honestly where I'm experimenting at the at the moment is mm. like how much time does that take? When does mm-hmm. it need to come out? And when is it having negative impacts on different clientele at different times? Mm-hmm, and I think yeah. it's really interesting. So it I work takes- with, for, for context on that, like I work with mm-hmm. primarily females mm-hmm. who when they get rigid, mm-hmm. think they're fat. Mm-hmm. My clothes don't fit. I can't move well. Mm-hmm. I feel chunky. I feel, it's always, I feel yeah. this. And you're like, look at the measurements. Uh, I, if anything, you're, you're leaner. So it's like, well, if I can put movement variety in that makes you feel better you buy into like we said in the previous podcast mm. getting them to do the thing so if you yeah. feel better maybe you'll do the thing more how much of that actually takes away from your performance Cause, yeah because what i would do is like you know in that instance i'd still have you know so they come out of competition i still allocate you know opportunities for them to test not absolute strength but test strength to a degree where you can start to notice declines or, or a yeah. sense in strength and it's like okay you come out of comp we're going to do like top singles at like a very, very low RPE every single time we train, right? Hypothetically speaking. And you're going to do this rotational stuff, feel good stuff. Yeah. Once I start to see a decline or, or a decline trend of, of strength, mm. right? Then I'm going to start to probably take yep. away some of that rotational stuff mm. perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's yeah. what I do with the pelvis, yeah, and, yeah, and it is, I think there's also at the end, there's a little bit of a point of where it's nuanced of how advanced are they? Mm. You know, if it's someone at a world's level, probably wouldn't do too much of it because if their goal is to still go and be better than they were last time. But if they're intermediate or novice, you can drip those things in and just from like a skill perspective and like a neuromuscular adaptation perspective, they're going to get something from it that's probably not going to interfere too much with their actual goal. Spatial awareness and basic coordination. Yep. doing those things I think helps yeah 100% and and you know maybe that'll be the, the impetus that makes their training a little bit more fun for them to push even harder again so that's the other other component we can add in yeah yeah it's interesting mm. someone currently doing body composition general strength that kind of stuff mm. looks at is that Susie Susan um, Susan's has been trained for three years yeah man in shape strong general like that person we talked about in the last podcast where like now's the time where the newbie gains have stopped mm-hmm. they look at and even for myself look at CrossFit and just go that's a fucking big mountain to climb mm. where are you starting when you've got people coming to you maybe yeah. necessarily don't want to not necessarily compete mm. but 
watched the games, got excited. We're like, yeah, I want to be fucking... Where am I starting with them? Yeah. The question, do you really fucking want to do this? <laughs> yeah. like, that is a part of it, okay? Because it's like, if they just want to come to me and do CrossFit because they, they want to have fun, mm. I'd, I'd literally tell them to go to a CrossFit class. I'd be like, yep. go to a CrossFit block mm. box. I'm not going to bullshit them and be like, I'm going to make it heaps and heaps of fun. Yeah, you're going to have fun. You're probably going to enjoy it, but I'm still looking at it more from a performance perspective if it is specifically CrossFit. And I'm not going to be able to make it as fun as you'll have in a class with your friends yeah, trying yeah. out, learning these new skills and having fun. So I'm not going to bullshit them. I'm going to tell them that straight off the bat. Like, if this is really what you want, let's do it. And I'll do my best to facilitate and make it as fun as I can while doing it in a intelligent manner of progression. But you're still going to get all those things at a decent CrossFit box. Mm. And you're also going to have emotional support from, you know, 30 other people. You're going to have heaps more fun. And if that's your goal, that's going to be the better option for you. So all so I heard probably, just then yeah. is that Jason needs to start doing CrossFit as well. Yeah, you will. You'll, you'll love it. <laughs> so you'll we can it. go to the gym. Yeah, right. You'd get so many compliments for just being saucy as, so you'd love it. <laughs> every every <laughs> time you'd walk in. Yeah, yeah. It. Every time you walk in, the ego just be stroked. You're like, yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> I... He's wearing me down. He's I there. struggle with the... the we refer to it as the high five culture. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. I, I struggle with the yeah that like yeah. going to a class like there's a couple and I'm not throwing shade hang on, at hang anyone. On. Give, give me a high five. No, I can't yeah, do come it. on, give me a high five. Give me a high five. Even that makes me. Let's go. Oh, how how me, does that make you feel? Oh, yeah. How dirty, does that make you feel? Dirty. Really? Yeah, I hate it. Why? Because it doesn't feel genuine. Doesn't because I'm genuine. not a high fiver. Okay. Did you play sport growing up? Yeah. Okay. And there was like two But I was I was never like, like a the bum slaps? Bum slap in the rooms yeah. dude. Yeah. Same. That's, I think that's why I gravitated slaps. towards powerlifting. Yeah, okay. It's so like I can train with my friends by myself. I think you'd come I think you'd come over to it like once you're in that yeah. in that environment cuz it's not fake. Yeah. It's it's it is genuine. People are actually genuinely getting up one another and you're like at the start you're like this is really weird because I'm not I haven't been exposed to this. Mm. But then you're like, oh, that kind of felt good. Like, and that's kind of the thing we found with each other is we're assholes to each other. Like, <laughs> like me, me, Mudge, and Dennis. And every now and then, someone will like say a compliment, and we have this weird adverse reaction. You're like, you fucking right, man. What do you want? Yeah, what do you want? Don't do that. And that's so that's so messed up. It's yeah, like you yeah. can't you can't even compliment your mate for doing something good yeah. without them potentially having a negative response to it. And it's like, where did we create that? Mm-hmm. Where did we create that? Why did we create that? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I uh, Mudge did a, a weightlifting competition the other week and he did quite well. And I messaged him, I was like, good job, man. I was proud of you. And he told me later on, he's like, oh, like, that was really weird. But like, thanks, man. Like, that was awesome. Like, I've, never, I've, never, I've never actually felt <laughs> yeah. that. And it's like, yeah. cool. Like, that's not hard. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Why, why do we treat each other like shit? <laughs> I think we, how we got poor exposure to it. Early. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, like yeah. the, yeah. yeah, 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 like every moment of the day, high five, like just, yeah, and you could just see it was, it was performative. Disin- there, yeah, it's yeah. disingenuous, and yeah. that's the thing. It comes yeah. down to that at the end of the day. It's like, was there genuine? Was there a genuine like meaning motive behind, motive behind yeah. that, or yeah. was it just someone I don't know blowing their own ego, trying to be a nice person and yeah. show other people that they're a nice person or something like that? So yeah, it's the, yeah. they're trying hard to yeah to do that. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah. Because I've I've had it in a powerlifting environment mm. where like there was groups of half a dozen of mm. us that would usually train together but like I said you train by yourself mm. and then like if someone's going to hit their top sets like everyone stops mm. and you get around that person I'm all for it but mm-hmm. when I yeah I just like 
the CrossFit gyms that I've looked at locally, yep. all the posts are like 100% about community. And I'm like, I kind of just want to do my thing. Yeah. And because I think training too is for me, part of it is a unplug from coaching. Yeah. I, I'm the same. Uh, I'm the exact same in the sense of like, I classes are fun. I do enjoy them, but I love training on my own. Yeah. Like I, I love going and throwing down on my own. And that's just really trying to figure out and understand the person you're working with. Like I'm sure you guys know, it's like if they need that stuff, I'm going to find a way to, to try and make it happen. That's a lot of the guys I have. It's like, because they started CrossFit and that's what they were first exposed yeah, to, they're in. They're in you yeah. know, And then it's like, I need this. Like I, I don't feel like connected to my community and it's like, okay, well, maybe one time a week. Let's let's go yeah. go and do that if that's the little the little um bit of motivation that you need. It's gonna I help. We'll give that to you. Totally see that too with like I think because we have such a cool community that we work with every single day, mm. and there's a maybe what it is as we talk about yeah. this is like I would feel like I'd have to coach yeah in that environment because like I am going to be an experienced lifter coach mm. in that room and there's going to be people that are less even if they're probably better athletes than me i will feel like i'm in an environment where i have to because i'll just put that hat on yeah we're training by myself i'm like or training with jay's yeah, or training with the guys it. i was training with it's like i'm not fixing your deadlift mm. you got to coach you just do the deadlift give you fist bumps and off we go see fist bumps not high fives yeah <laughs> I'll remember that for today <laughs> I'm still going to give you a high five <laughs> yeah so that's just an interesting dynamic of that kind of environment mm. so you made the comment like are you sure you want to fucking do that how many people come to you with that are just like I just want to be a weapon everyone yeah. he's asking you but yeah oh, everyone yeah so it's not it's like when I look at it I don't want to be a crossfitter yeah but I want to be crossfit how many people do I get yeah most yeah. like like I again I like I was saying to, to Jace last night I try not to work with a huge roster of crossfitters anymore I did at the start um, too much work man is wait till you start writing it, a block it's a bit of a nightmare <laughs> yeah. um, I love it and I enjoy it and it's still one of my passions but it is there's just a lot going on mm. so and to do that to a standard that I want it to be at takes a long time so it's that's going to be a small a small group of people that I kind of want to do that for yeah. but yeah, everyone one, else just wants to fuck with the lights on. Everyone else, yeah, they're just like, let's get jacked. Let's lift some fucking huge weights. I still want to be able to maybe go run. I'm like, sweet, let's do it. Like, yeah. I love that shit. Like, let's go in, throw down, have a good yeah. time every day, slam some weights, look like a big dog. Like, yeah, like what more? What more is there? Mm. You know, if if you don't have a goal of competition, it's just fuck. Yeah, love what you do. You know what I've actually found really challenging with the transition mm. is. <laughs> Not having, <laughs> <laughs> lol. <laughs> um, not being able to, as you so eloquently explain it, is throw down. Yeah, because I'm shit at everything. Yeah, but it's so hard. I I'm excited for the the, the when that time comes. Mm. So like I've got sprint intervals at the moment. Mm -hmm. It's like the last one. They're supposed to be tempo. Sorry, Max. The last one. I'm like, let's fucking go. Yeah. Like, let's see what I can do in this 100-meter sprint or whatever and lay on the floor and die afterwards. Mm. And it's like, ah, oh, that's what the 3RM felt like. That's like the 1RM felt like. That's the fucking yeah. let's go. But everything else, I'm so shit at it. Mm. And the strength is supposed to be pulled back so I'm not fatiguing for the other stuff. And I'm yeah. like... Yeah, so you're not getting to do I the just, thing you love. Yeah, it's like I, I 
the the patience it's taken to be able to even consider the red line. It's yeah. like when you get a new person who doesn't know how to lift and they're like, can we test my 1RM? And you're like, no, <laughs> you'll just break. It, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting one. I don't know kind of what your program looks like, but you can do both. Mm. You can do both. Maybe like, I'm just being a pussy. Like it's, but again, it, you can, like, as I've said, and that's one thing I've learned is like, you can, you can push human body a little bit, a fair mm. bit. And maybe we put, maybe you push a little bit too far at the start. Now you know that point, mm-hmm. right? Like now you know that point, you've got that market to work off of like, cool, that's, that's it. Yeah. Now let's just keep it a little bit under that for the next whatever. Let's not go there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if it's, it's that, what's the thing you still love throwing down on? I'm not going to remove that because yeah. you still love that shit. We can yeah. still sacrifice a day in the week to make that happen while we're still doing the other stuff over yeah, here. I think it's just unfortunate that that thing yeah. is a deadlift triple. <laughs> yeah. yeah, look. So that makes it more challenging. Um, that yeah, especially a- like, you know, deadlift and then sprinting. It's the other thing as well. Sprinting is yeah. a, a different one because it's a, it's it's kind of very skillful in the mm. sense and it's also very taxing yeah. um, like you know no one's really going out and doing you know I thought I used to be able to like 10 by 100 meter sprints yeah I wasn't expressing any type of yeah any type of um, capacity 10 tempo runs yeah 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 it's yeah. like but you do like a proper max effort 100 meter sprint and you probably got one or two of them in you yeah and that's it so yeah yeah it's um, it's a hard one whereas like the whole mentality of wanting to go and throw down every day and that I think it just comes down to finding, ask yourself that question, is that really what I want? Mm. And then if the answer to that is yes, well, you can have to keep grinding. Yeah. If it's no, let's find let's find that thing that you're just gonna want to go in and slam every day and let's make it work. Yeah. I think what got me interested in the powerlifting thing straight up was the finality of it. Mm. The barbell's the barbell. Yeah. It's like yeah, you can test and stuff, but it's like I, I could dedicate... I only competed once a year. Mm. And I'm willing to not touch a single or a triple or even a five for three to six months mm. in the pursuit of being better on that one day on that one lift. Mm. Whereas it, finding that has been a little bit of a challenge have you well. Have you set a day? I haven't. And that's probably something I need to do. Yeah, like set, that, a, set that a day. And just be like... Mm. Yeah, set a day of, I want this at this point. And that's also going to make it way easier for your coach to be like, fuck, all right. I'm not laughing at you. I just had this realization (laughs) that I'm going to fucking destroy myself this afternoon because I'm so excited to train. (laughs) (laughs) This chat's like, oh, let me out it. Yeah, see, I'm still terrified. (laughs) Animal, let the animal out. So, yeah, set a date. Make, yeah. make it happen and you know if you fucking miss on the day oh well yeah i'm sure you're gonna hit something on the day that's still gonna be like mm. fuck yeah yeah like or you got close enough you know mm. and that's the thing about concurrent goals is it's you know they are a lot of the time kind of far-fetched in the sense of like oh i want a 200 kilo squat and a sub five minute mile and you know depending on how trained that person is you might be like cool we can maybe do this yeah we can definitely do this or you need another three years. like, and, yeah. that, and that's just the conversation you have to have. But have an alternative there. Don't just shut that person down and be like, no, we can do this instead. This might be better. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, set that date in and just go for it. Yeah. Because it's just going to give you that drive. And especially because you come from a competitive background with, with powerlifting, you, you need that date. It's turning into a, a running need- joke of the podcast. Well, well. My competitiveness. I was- <laughs> you went to nationals. No, I didn't actually go. I thought you said, oh. No. I qualified, but didn't go. Well, national qualified. I got called off anyway, actually. 
Yeah. Yeah. Good. No, it's their fault. Lockdown. It's their fault. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Typical. Yeah. So. So I'm I'm a national level. Yeah. So I think still. Yeah. Just lock in that date. Yeah. And and build back from that day as well, and see. That's all. Obviously, going to give your coach another timeline to work off too, because mm. it's like again it comes down to if you don't have a timeline too you can take things a little bit slower which is going to be a little bit boringer yeah a little bit boringer more boring more yeah. boring yeah Either whereas works. if you have a timeline you're like oh we can we can we can amp we can amp it up we can amp it up a little bit you know it's not like you um and that's where the other things that have the, the outside stresses come into it if it's like cool we can amp it up but what else is going on mm. in in your life right yeah. like because there is going to be some trade-offs. You're going to be a little bit more fatigued. Yeah. But the trade-off to that is maybe you really enjoy that or it's going to put you in a detriment at your work. Yeah. So that's the other thing to weigh up when it comes to... Same with everything, right? It's like, what's the trade-off for the goal when it comes to your actual lifestyle? Is there anything in your training that you can pull pull the string a little bit harder this week than the other things? Or They're probably, to be honest, right now, work's priority. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like, show up. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, getting that to shift would be where the gains would mm-hmm. be. Yeah. And that, like, my coach would just be show up more yeah. in general. And then you earn the right to express, mm. which is the, like those throw down days in my head. That's an expression day. Yeah. It's like, this is the time that you get to show the outcome of the work. For now, it's like, it's almost doing enough to still make progress, but have zero impact on like work mm. production. Um, but at some point, that will change mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah i hope <laughs> i look at jace like please <laughs> I, don't know what, I don't know what you want me to do here mate <laughs> why, why sprinting why yeah um running a long way is really fucking boring to me i hate it <laughs> yeah um i don't know I'd, like everyone wants to everyone wants to know everyone knows usain bolt's name mm. i don't know who the fuck the marathon dude is kipchoge Ilya Kipchoge. The general public would not know yeah. that name. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, true. The general public. So you want people to know your name, or no? Just I think oh, okay. like fastest that, yeah. man alive. Yeah, it's like Yeah, the title is the, just... far, the fastest, the biggest, the strongest. Yeah. People the, like the yeah, the just explosiveness. That, that feeling is like yeah. mm. going out and plotting for five k's. Nah. Yeah. What's that feeling? It's similar to I mean, you get there. So like you finished, you've, you've done it, you've, you've attained all of those qualities. There's mm. a podium. You step up the co- on the podium. I don't it's even, like what's that the funny thing is I don't even have to win anything yeah I just have to do it hopefully speaking you yeah, step up but on it's, the podium it's, it's, it's like I, what's that feeling I could only describe it the same as a PR or a PB in like powerlifting yeah yeah mm. what's next well that's how I look at it I'm like you PR I'm so like fuck what's next fuck yeah what's next <laughs> yeah so I'm gonna do more work I'll now be, I'll <laughs> be pumped <laughs> I'll be pumped for a day and then it's what next yeah what's next but that like Jace will say I'm not a super animated person, particularly in the gym and stuff. Mm. And there's a couple of videos after third rep deadlift that I'm like, fucking, yeah, let's yeah. go. And it's like yeah. that doesn't come out of me very often and yeah. I don't, I can't but you describe to, to you what it is and I'm emotional thinking about it. Right, okay, mm. okay, okay. It's like that feeling's like six months of work expressed. Yeah. It's like, yeah, this yeah. is fucking awesome. And yeah. I only, the only other time I get that feeling is in my work. But you want to feel that feeling a little bit more often. I think it's tasting a little bit of yeah, it. Yeah, because this is the question I asked before. I'm like, uh, you know, is there anything in your training 
uh, that you're allowed to pull the plug on a little bit more. You know, this week mm. you can pull the plug on this, or this block you can pull the plug on this one a little bit more. Send it, Because yeah. you were like, um, you, I, you, I, you know, for now it's like, I just need to show up more. So I'm mm. thinking, right, your your frequency is quite low. I'm just like, well, that means that you should be pulling the plug a little bit more. Yeah, so if yeah, someone's got a higher it. amount of frequency, we can, we can pass out. Yeah. How many times they can pull the plug? So effectively, if you're training five days a week, less pulling the plugs. Yeah. If you're training two days a week, fucking ton more pulling the plug. Mm. Which is why I'm like, oh well, you really like this feeling of being able to pull the plug and feel this certain way. It's like, yeah. well, why can't you do that? Why aren't you doing that? Yeah, my latest block, I've got some circuit training. Yeah, and that's been the one pulling uh, the plug. It's I, like, I, all right, there's it's a ten minute circuit, and it's I think there's a confidence building in my capability mm. too, because three months ago let alone six months ago 10 minute circuit I go hard first round I'm done mm-hmm. like I, I'm probably going to spew like <laughs> it's a real problem whereas you want I'm, an animation we're going to get animation yeah, I'm like <laughs> I'm like learning now to trust that I've got it a little bit more yeah um, yeah. which will be told in the camera that I don't have much but it's a little bit more but yeah. I can then go three minutes to go yeah hammer drop send it it's low impact it's not going to tax me recovery wise it's just hard and it feels I'm in pain for that three minutes and then at the end of that's like tick the box I achieved the thing yeah. and, and I think that's where in a concurrent program you can get away with novelty a little bit mm. more um, and that's probably why a lot of people are drawn to cross- CrossFit and love CrossFit I know that the initial uh, descriptor of when it came out is like constantly, uh, constantly God, varied. constantly varied movement Constantly varied functional movement formed at high intensity. Yeah. Right. I'd probably rename that to what it actually is, and it's constantly novel, mm. um, because novel is something it changes every day, right? Yeah. Like it's not varied because th- there's not much vari like yeah, there's variation, but it's every day, right? Yeah. There's nothing that's actually there each week in a lot of the programs. But I do see that with a lot of guys that come to me, if, when they start following something a little bit more structured, there is a point where I can see them just like, oh, this is not what I'm used to. And we do have those conversations of, cool, we need to actually be able to measure some things. So we need a little bit more consistency in what we're doing so we can look at trends. We can look at your gains, what's working, what's not working. Um, but every now and then we can add in some novelty of a new skill or something they haven't touched in a while that's going to bring them back that fuck yeah I love this this is really cool I just did something yeah. different today you know so even bringing in some novelty in those circuits things like that is can also be the um the driver of like commitment or consistency or yeah. um buy into that that program how would you I'm trying to think of like where you go to that place that's like the PB like when you hit five plates yeah. on a hack squat or, or is it a body composition or uh, <laughs> at the moment yeah <laughs> the moment. but when you work hard for it and you achieve it and you take like pre-Europe and all that kind yeah. of shit where you've got in really good shape yeah yeah it's really hard to actually explain um, I think because that out- outcome takes actually you know what I don't know I, but I think I'm just built different from a, a motive to be in the gym you find more mm. joy in the process at the time I find more, yeah, I find more joy in just like the th- the last three reps of a set. Mm-hmm. Like I find most joy in that and then I'll just keep trying to get it. Yeah. You know, and it, that's what keeps me coming back. Yeah. You know, it's like I, I could just work out no matter what. I, yeah. I don't take expended, extended periods of time off. I'm not really like I don't go through long periods of time where I'm demotivated or anything like that I just go to the gym all the time but I think it's because I just like scratch that itch all the time because yeah. I'm like always like touching that 
upper capacity of like what I can do for that particular movement every program yeah 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 it's a different expression of competitive nature I guess mm. yeah even yeah. if it if it is competitive nature I think it's just internal challenge yeah I think I, I think I've adopted enough discipline to to just get get what I need out of that training yeah it's like every time because I just show up I've got a pretty good training philosophy in my opinion for my goals so it's like if I just do the things I'll get a little bit of a taste of what keeps me coming back yeah mm. Yeah, and then every now and then, like when I, if I actually, you know, want to take things super serious, then it's like, you know, setting that date and setting that real specific outcome. Mm. Yeah, it's like I can. It just like would probably Change, exasperate the feeling. Yeah, and, you know, I just get more yeah. of, you know, the the bigger getting bigger, getting stronger, getting leaner. But yeah. I think I just like kind of get enough of it when I train. So you had a metric of a placing in the open. That was a thing that was. Important for for me, yep. yeah. Was that the driving force behind it? Yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. That's what like, you woke up, thought about at go the, to the time. Gym, think about, yep, yep. yeah, at the time for sure. I just wanted to crack top hundred in Australia. Yeah, and I was like, I'll be happy. Um, yeah. Are you like that in life as well? Metric driven. <sighs> Fucking answer, answer wisely, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll find out if you're lying no I don't think so <laughs> no uh, I don't think I don't think I'm 100% metric driven mm. I think it's more on I don't know probably how I'm feeling at the time like if I don't like something again depending if I have to do it I will but if it's yeah. something that I can just get rid of oh, cool I'll look at a way to remove it from my life so I'm not living that like whole uh, like the sunk like that whole sunk cost fallacy of like continuingly to do something mm. that I don't have to do because I don't enjoy it yeah so but the reason I, I stepped away from CrossFit was just because to go to that next level, I just I didn't have the time to sacrifice, and it wasn't at the forefront of my um, goals or uh, enjoyment. I mm. guess like I didn't, I wasn't really enjoying the three plus hours in the gym, yeah. um, and I was just loving business stuff and training other people. So I was like, I'm gonna put more energy into that, and yeah. still do this, mm. but um, not to as high of a caliber. Yeah. So the reason I ask is like, Jace, when he started golf. Mm will go out, play two balls, not score, figure out the stuff of it. Mm -hmm. On Sunday, mm. I took my dad and my wife, Pop, out to play golf and my stepdad. And mm. we started with scramble. Mm. By the second, halfway through the second hole, I was scoring. Yeah. I, I just, just like, yeah. have to know. Have to know. I have to beat what I did last time. It's mm. a weird. Do you have it being a powerlifter? I, I see it in powerlifters a lot more. No, I mean, there's, there's there's a number of three double zero that I'd like to see on the bar at some point. Mm. Does that drive me? Fuck no. Mm. No, it doesn't. Mm. Um, very much like yourself, I, I resonate a lot with what you were saying there where you've scratched the itch enough um, and you were like, I'm very disciplined and very much similar in that instance where I've done it for so long. I see what... Uh, I see what happens over time when you scratch the itch. I, I see the things, the rewards that are yielded as a result of that. Mm -hmm. That's made me more motivated. That motivates me. Yeah. So it's yeah. like just knowing that if I just keep showing up, I'm going to keep progressing. They're going to keep make. It's going to make me feel better. I'm going to get more motivated. And it's just like this circle. If like your motivation, if your total didn't improve, would you still powerlift? <laughs> I don't want to be rude. That's like a silly question because it's like the total will improve. The total can't not improve, you know? So, yeah, I would. Yeah, I would though. Mm -hmm. If, you know, if we're in this position well, where the so total did improve, it's like, yeah. For it to not improve, let's say there's going to be other I don't mean like factors. you're asking this a silly question. I mean, it's like, no, it, no, it's so, hard because it's like... But So think 
work gets in the way. Right. The dedication can't be there what it used to be. Yeah. I'm looking at it. So I had 300 in my head too. Yeah. For the deadlift. Bitch of a number. Hey. Missed 270 nearly. It's all my life. <laughs> <laughs> and then went, okay, why did that happen? I was in pain all prep. Everything was shit. It's like, I didn't give it what I've given it the last five years. Yep. Because I had too much other shit to do. Yep. My three hour, two and a half hour workouts turned into one and a half to two. Movement prep wasn't done properly. Steps weren't done. Um, other recovery stuff wasn't done. I wasn't yeah. doing mobility work morning and night like I did before. Mm-hmm. Am I willing and able to do that again? No. Am mm-hmm. I going to be able to actually achieve that 300 in the next two years? Mm-hmm. No, I'm out. I don't see myself progressing in this sport over the next 18 months. Mm-hmm. So I I wouldn't have the drive to show up every day without that. Yeah, okay. I, I would still train. I still train. No, I would still do the thing. The thing, yeah. It's yeah. interesting. Yeah, what would drive you to still do the thing? Oh, man, I fucking love to work out. I've said it all the time. <laughs> yeah. I, I just love yeah. training. I just love going to the gym. Like, I, It doesn't matter if I put on half a gram of muscle a year. Like I think there's a, th- a certain amount that needs to be done to keep what you've got, mm-hmm. and I I would be happy to do that at the bare minimum, and then whatever comes of, on top of that is a, is yeah. you know a bonus. Yeah, I just went. I think mine was more like I'm not going to train. It was just what else can I do in the time availability that I have that would provide progress. If you don't enjoy it as much as, like I enjoy my training way more than you enjoy any of your disciplines though because I've done it mm. since I stepped Forever. into the gym. Yeah. So I, I think that that's part of the reason why I can just do it mm. because I love it so much. Yeah. You know, and I think if you don't have that, and it's fine yeah. if you don't have it because if you're pushed, you're, you're that person. I love like, a specific feeling that comes Set a thing and do it. it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You want, you want that fulfillment that comes from achieving the goal and that's yeah. great, you know. The vehicle doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Where I can just get in the same car. And just yeah. drive it all the time. My training now, it's not really like goal-driven in the sense of I'll set this thing and I want to hit this by a certain date. It's more I just want to be able to do everything that's thrown at me. Mm. And, and you know, I, I love a word, like doing a stupidly hard session and being able to handle it mm. and feel great afterwards, like sick. I managed to do that. And just seeing the shit I can put my body through and, and yeah. Um, yeah. come out the other side of without being too stupid, you know. Like I just, I, that's what I enjoy. I just love working hard. Um, yeah. I think I'd get. I think if I try to deviate from yeah. the discipline that I have now from bodybuilding, I'd just be getting greedy because I'd want to keep everything that I'm doing now, mm. but just add. Yeah. Like I like yeah. you know the concept of like being quick and fast and mobile and all this stuff you guys are talking Tempting. about. It's like man, I'd love that shit, but it's like, oh hang on, you have to not bodybuild for four days a week or mm. three days a week or even two days a week. It's like oh no no no, I'm yeah. I'm too greedy. I need that. I like need more I, time. Need more yeah. time in a week. Yeah, it's which, just like I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. Yeah, because I because I love bodybuilding so much. Which begs the question: It's like you know, you like the vehicle doesn't matter. Mm. Could the question then exist where maybe we got into the wrong vehicle to start with? You know, maybe maybe you entered this vehicle of bodybuilding like fuck. This is my car, man. You know, yeah, I found yeah. the keys. I got the keys. I'm here. I'm not getting out. Sort of thing. You may have entered the vehicle and just be like, yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's interesting because I've, I've done a few things that. I, yeah, and I think. Yeah, I think it's the feeling though. Because the reason I asked that is because m- training for me started with martial art and then it progressed into bodybuilding and then it progressed into powerlifting. It's like the martial arts, like the reason I don't train martial art anymore because it wasn't my vehicle. 
Mm-hmm. It's the reason why I have no interest in bodybuilding. I love training and the nuance and training people and whatever else. So bodybuilding, but it's I'm not going to bodybuild. Yeah. It's not my vehicle. It's like powerlifting is my vehicle. It's like I found something that I'm good at, found something that I can keep showing up with. Mm. I'm seeing rewards. It's, you know, mm. yeah. I can stick around. It's easy I think mine was until it wasn't. If that makes sense. Yeah, of course. Like it man. was right up until the point where it I was like, perfect I'm done with when this. I was when I was training martial arts, <laughs> I thought that was my, I thought that was my vehicle. Yeah. yeah, I don't I don't look back and go that was wrong for me. Yeah, I look back and go that was an awesome time mm. in life, mm-hmm. and I, I would if given the choice, I would 100 percent make the same choices again with yep. powerlifting. Yeah, there's mm. no question about it. Mm. It just doesn't serve me now. Yeah, because of partly. Because like I I fucking smell a barbell and some steel plates and I'm like, load it the fuck up. Let's yeah, go. Like yeah. we did a lift off mm. recently and we're like, you reckon you could just pick that up? I'm like probably. Should we? <laughs> <laughs> like no, we fucking shouldn't. But you're just like that. That smells some fucking um, yeah. chalk and shit and it's like the eyes still light up. Yeah. But it's like I don't have eight, ten, twelve hours a week to train. Yeah. So it's like well the main reward that I get from my training is that target of what's on the platform and what that feeling is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, And that's what gets me to go in the door every single day. Mm -hmm. So I need to go find something else that can provide that in the time. I think powerlifting is the fucking laziest sport requires the least amount of time. It takes the longest though. The sessions take long. That's what I mean. Maybe. Yeah, but I think even like, like... Maybe I'm allowed to say that because I'm a powerlifter. (laughs) Fuck these guys. They're lazy as shit, man. Maybe I could have done it differently. And it would have affected me less, mm. but preps like hard training during powerlifting affected my work way more than anything I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like day after deadlifts, afternoon after deadlift kind of thing is like, I'm fucking useless. Yeah. Sit down and write a piece of content and create something yep. from out of my yep. brain. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas now it's like I, that circuit thing, I can put myself in the ground and 20 minutes later be sweet. Yeah. Whereas after a heavy squat, deadlift or whatever, I need to go home and sit down for two hours. Yeah, because that's a wild concept because the thing that sits in the back of my mind at all times with powerlifting clients is I never want to, I never want them to feel that way unless we're in like a, a prep and we're pretty close to the competition. Yeah. It's like I always want to keep them in the back pocket, so to speak. Yeah, like yeah. I always want their strength to be yeah, there. Yeah, at the end. I don't yeah. want them to go home and be unproductive afterwards. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. It still comes at the cost when you get to that level, the level you guys are at. Yeah. It's like that's going to happen. Yeah. But it doesn't happen to me. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, it, it could be, it, who be knows, you know. It, the m- movement stuff he's doing, Maybe obstacle it is. course. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> yes. that, Maybe it just is. I'm telling you, it's his underlying aerobic base. It is. Yeah, it's it's definitely something that I prioritize, you know. But it, you know, yeah. That's be a whole host of different yeah. ways. The mental fog that came with powerlifting for me mm. was a problem. You love it. You have like this twitch. You were talking about the barbell. I could see the eyeball twitch. I'm like, yeah, he, <laughs> he really loves the barbell. Yeah. Perhaps that you just went every time you, you, you hit the barbell and touched the barbell and grasped it, you just wanted to fucking tear it up. And it's like that is energy demanding mm. and it's energy consuming. Yeah. And we spoke about this on a podcast a mm. while back how like prep time, I go to sleep thinking about it. I wake up thinking about it. I'm thinking about it all day. See, the session yeah. comes in. See, that's costly. I walk fuck. in the gym and it's mm. like, we're on. It's like music's chill until it's not. Yeah, and it's fucking time to go, and then yeah. it's not. Yeah, it's not a level mm. like you, you were saying at the time that Jace is just like it's the same every day. It's not mentally taxing for me mm-hmm. with training, but when it's that time, it's like it's on. But the reward that comes with that on the day is worth it for you. It's like fucking yeah, mm. yeah, Super Saiyan three. 
Let's go. Yeah, yes. <laughs> it's not it's not worth it for me because I get there and I'm like, what next? Yeah. I've invested way too much effort into this reward that I'm that I know I'm gonna get there and be like, what's next? Yeah. You know, so that's why I say like no, I'm not really metric driven in that instance. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. Deep. Yeah. Huge. Ben's too competitive. <laughs> um, a cancelling session for Ben. Yeah, I, I, I got a uh, started off with the training consultations turned into therapy. Thanks, really. He's really turning. You hijack these podcasts off of them. Yeah, for his own benefit. Hundred <laughs> percent. That's all right. Yeah, I, love I love that. Yeah, cool. Any dad? Nothing uh, no, I think uh, like what just uh, from a general theme maybe, of the maybe back to what we were actually yeah. talking about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say like, what are we actually fucking could, talking about? Current training, training theories, models. I think that, bodybuilders should probably do more cardio for sure. For yeah, sure. How much yeah, cardio do you do? Not enough. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, I think that's the one shift that needs to be made, and I'm gradually getting that. I feel like I have to do it first for my guys to follow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because making that movement with my guys now, if they don't see me doing it, they're going to probably not have as much buy into it because I can sit there and harp on about like, hey, man, like you put on this much weight, you've got this much muscle mass, you've got, you know, let alone uh, the performance benefits. It's like just from, a, you know, you put on probably 10, 15 kilos of extra weight in the off season and then diet it off. Yeah. It's like these fluctuations and stuff. So there's going to be benefits from from there let alone it's going to make you probably get to a actual rep and reserve that's, you know, stimulatory. Mm. It's going to allow you to recover. It's going to allow you to show up, accumulate more volume. Yeah. Some attention's greater, more gains. So, yeah, I think I've got to do it first. Yeah. So and, and that's the that's thing. It's like tailor the conditioning to the to the sport. It doesn't have to be on a, yeah. you know, like, again, I'm not a bodybuilder, clearly. Um, but when I think of bodybuilding conditioning, it's like, cool, let's go on the Stairmaster. Let's yeah. go on the treadmill. It's, it doesn't have to be that. That's fucking shit. Yeah, like, it doesn't have yeah. to be that. It's go just out. got to be done in an intensity yeah, that's going to stimulate just, particular adaptation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You just got to work slowly. Yeah. Go yeah, grab a, period, grab a yeah. set of kettlebells, do some walks, you know, yeah, do, some, yeah. do some throws with a med ball, like mm. add some fucking leg extensions in there if you want. Just do it at a lighter weight. You're still mm. going to have your heart rate sitting in a zone that's going to create an adaptation that you're looking for. Yeah. yeah. Like it, yeah. it doesn't have to be set on this one thing of it just has to be constant on this boring, yeah. you know, elliptical or yeah, yeah. treadmill or whatever it might be. Yeah. Think you, if you get good at, what do we, how do we, what do we say, Ben? Um, is it blending the vegetables with the pasta sauce? I think <laughs> yeah. you get good at that yeah then that's when the buy-in but yeah i still think for me doing is gonna set the precedent Mm. so Mm. i've made that shift hence my just first five minute very slow it's good on the uh what's it called assault assault bike bike, that's the one (laughs) and and then the the easiest thing if you you want to if you and like i said with like the the running and the aerobic piece um with the, the you know the um arterial occlusion at the legs yeah. and the the onset fatigue from that and whatever the wrong adaptation that you might be chasing the, the easiest and simplest way to apply any type of exercise to let's say a conditioning piece is like how efficiently can they do that movement mm. it's like if you can't efficiently or comfortably conduct the movement over and over and over again there's no fucking way it's going in an aerobic piece right? yeah. because the, the capacity is not there and that's again the biggest thing I see in CrossFit is it's like people are doing a 20 minute piece of conditioning that might have bar muscle ups in it but that person can only do one bar muscle up mm-hmm. so yeah. they're standing there looking at the bar for half the workout yeah it's like sweet how beneficial What's is the that point? change yeah. it out do something that you can do that's yeah. going to keep you in that adaptation or that zone that you're trying to work so yeah. look at the skill look at the movement can I 
apply the intensity to that mm-hmm. to meet the intent. Something that something that's for bodybuilders, for example, when it comes to conditioning, it's like we like to talk about cyclic movements, cyclical movements. Mm. So like bodybuilders love contracting their fucking muscles. Like every time they do something, push something, pull something, throw it, whatever. Contract the muscle they right want, now. <laughs> right. But they want to like they want to contract, they want to feel yeah, it, right? They yeah. they have like this obsession with contraction of their muscle yeah, now. Yeah. Down to move, you have to contract. Yeah, we get it, but you understand what I'm saying? And so it's like choosing cyclic movements, things that won't necessarily mm. allow them to contract, stop, squeeze, feel. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So mm. an echo bike, a, a ski erg, a sled push carries of different yeah. variations of sorts and, you know, and so. that's the difference we, you'll see between a average crossfitter to a high level games level crossfitter is they'll make the hardest workout on earth look cyclical they'll just yeah. continue moving the whole time and you'll be like motherfucker I'm working hard whereas you take the, the intermediate or maybe even some of the advanced guys really hard catch my breath really hard catch my breath and it'll be like a start stop start stop kind of action instead of that continuous cyclic work because the underlying either it's the skill component or maybe an energetic issue or a strength issue that's the case that's fascinating Mm. last question how systemized how proactively systemized can you be for a model like that it is a purely reactive model. Yeah. Mm. It, it has to be um, because mm. the demand is so high. Um, and the especially if that person is not just a full-time athlete. Yeah. You know, like what's yeah. going on in their daily life? What's their job? Again, that's the same for everyone, but just because of the variation of the movements and how much volume there is to fit everything in, you have to be reactive with how that person's feeling that week. You know, if, if there is, you know... It's going to happen like every athlete. We know this. If you're pushing upper limits, niggles are going to happen. It's yeah. it's just the mm. thing. You're like, cool. How are you feeling this week? My shoulder's a bit niggly. Sweet. Okay. We're going to have to shift all this shit out and change something else out. We can still get the same adaptation, but again, it just comes down to exercise selection for those mm. pieces of conditioning. There are some non-negotiables that we'd probably have to keep in there depending on what type of the, or what time of the season we're in, but you have to be reactive to that. Yeah. So it it has to be able to, again, you're going to have a set framework of what the season looks like because there is still an off-season and in-season. And, and say if someone's got a goal, you still kind of have to have some type of long-term progression built out and have an idea of where you're taking it. Uh, otherwise, it will just be random each cycle. Yeah. Or, But you still need to be able to make changes mm. because things do pop up because you are kind of pushing some, some weird and wacky things that do interfere with each other on a fatigue basis. Yeah. So. Awesome. <laughs> All right, we're at another hour of 20. Yeah, Sweet as. I want to train. Roba, <laughs> Roba S&C is the website. Yeah. Just search Roba on the IGs and you'll find the boys. Um, yeah. Appreciate you boys making the trip. Yeah, uh, it's been great it's been to come down. A very Thanks for having us on. Don't, please don't kill us uh, when? this afternoon too nah. much. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, we'll, you'll, you'll be maybe. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks, Thank boys. You. See Thank you all you. in Thanks, a couple fellas. weeks. Thanks. Thanks for tuning into the episode. Don't forget to like it if you liked it and subscribe if you loved it and share it with somebody who you think needs to hear it. Don't forget also to head to the website for all our free resources, products, services, and merch. All right, see you next time.